Hello and welcome everyone to Jedi Eternal. I am one of your hosts, Andrew Bullen, alongside the Grumpy. The what? <laughs> what? hold on here. This is uh, the, slander. The Grumpy. The <laughs> I can't even get it out. This is slander. The the ever depressed. Whoa! Whoa! The, <laughs> the, the, the wild Bill. <laughs> You don't even know what to say to this week, do you? You're just, just making stuff up. Yeah, I don't. I didn't know what to say, so I just went with with reality the most instead. Degrading, uh, or, you know, atmospheric shattering. You know. Well, listen. Appreciate that. Listen, you know, you, you're down in the dumps, but it's okay. You know, we're all here to support you. We love you. I don't. Uh, um, I don't really appreciate this attack on my. Are you gaslighting me right now? Well. <laughs> Braxton told me earlier he had plans this weekend. Oh, yeah. So I thought well, his plans yeah. was maybe taking a beautiful woman out for dinner, mm-hmm. but it's not. It's not, yeah. No. Yeah. It's uh, going to help people move into the house. <laughs> <laughs> it was a so, nice thought, you know, though. It was, uh, you know, I appreciate, I appreciate the, the hope, hopefulness, yeah. you know. I mean, it's, it's nice. really kind of you to, to do that, though. Yeah, but it's just, well, it is. not really the same as taking a beautiful woman out on a date. Not though. quite. Not quite. Not you don't get the no. same, you know, the experiences <laughs> or feelings out of it, you know. Uh, but, but yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, welcome back, everyone. Uh, I hope everyone has had a great week. Oh, we have had another uh, whirlwind of a week here oh, yeah. in uh, the wonderful Bloomington, Indiana, or Bedford, depending on who we're talking about. Well, me, like, it's more like Olytic. It's not really <laughs> Olytic, yeah. Whatever. whatever. <laughs> same, same thing. Yeah, whatever. Um, but uh, we want to remind you, before we jump into our news, that uh, Star Wars Day, May the 4th, is um, getting closer and closer. And there are a couple of big things that happen on May the 4th. First of all, the Bad Batch will be officially starting on Disney+. Plus. We'll be getting that 70-minute first episode. Um, so we are of course going to be watching that, but that evening we will be having our live stream. Uh, so May the 4th star Wars day live stream. And of course we'll be taking questions, having, uh, just having fun with you guys, but also we'll be discussing and reviewing that very first episode of the bad batch. So expect that, um, stream to be probably a little bit on the later side because we do want to give you guys time to potentially get to watch that beforehand yeah. yeah so it might be kind of a late night but uh it'll be worth it so uh just wanted to give that as a heads up before we move into our news but let's go ahead and jump in uh so starting with our first story and it's kind of a a, a big one and we're going to take some time with this because there's a lot to dive into here but it's the first details of the next wave of star wars the high republic <laughs> stories so as many of you know we've gotten wave one of phase one. That's right. what we've been um, reading so far. Um, this that we're receiving this summer is what they're calling wave two of phase one. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how many waves are going to, there's going to be. Right. Um, they've not really said that yet, but we do know that there's at least this wave before we get a phase two. So let's just talk about what all we're receiving in that. So we, of course, will be getting the High Republic comics. Uh, That main High Republic comic from Marvel is going to continue. With that will be um, what you're going to notice more than anything here is a lot of these stories are dealing more with the Drenger now. Um, and they're, they're becoming a more prominent threat throughout these stories. And I'm curious to see how that goes, because if you guys listened to, um, a couple episodes back when I talked about, um, into the dark, I expressed my concerns about this enemy, the Dringer, and how I'm not completely convinced they're that great of an enemy. Yeah. So, so it is kind of scary that, that the next wave is going to be kind of the primary, uh, focus of the Dringer, right? So, mm-hmm. but granted, though, all we've seen of it as of yet is in a YA novel, though. Exactly. And so, 
Um, well, so we, we've seen a little bit now in the main Marvel comic. Right. But not right. a ton. Um, but yeah, so things are really ramping up with that. So we'll kind of see where that goes in wave two. And I think we'll have a better idea of, of like where it's headed with that. But yeah, so we have the, we have that. And, and just to give you guys some background, um, on that, it says the Republic frontier in crisis, the Jedi of starlight beacon joined forces with their most feared enemy to face the terror of the unstoppable Dringer horde. So it sounds like like they're they're going to team up with the Nile to fight the Dringer. Which would be a very interesting turn of events, for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, So we also see that it says Avar Chris and her new allies fight nightmarish creatures on a harsh lava world. Can young Jedi Keeve Trennis save her former master from the darkness? Hmm. So... um, the, the one of the things that the Dringer is that they can basically, um, in in the most simplistic way to put it, they can like turn uh, Jedi bad and like they can like almost like mind control kind yeah. of weird yeah. thing. So I think we're going to see a lot more of that going forward. Um, then we have the Rising Storm by Kevin Scott. Now this is the basically the sequel to um, Light of the Jedi. Mm -hmm. So this is the next main adult novel that we'll be getting. Um, And what basically is going on here is we have the Republic Fair. And the Republic Fair is also going to be an event, kind of like the great disaster from the first um, wave. This um, Republic Fair is going to be kind of happening throughout all these stories. Right. Um, so, and it's a showcase of the possibility and peace of the expanding Republic. And we're going to not only get, um, I, I think this one's going to focus mainly on Stellan Gaios, which we actually have not really gotten his perspective right. yet. So that'll right. be interesting. Uh, we're getting Belzetafar again, Elzar Man again, and of course others will be there as well. But, um, we're also going to continue to see Markion Rowe who is the leader of the Nile. We're going to continue to see his perspective in this book. And, um, and, and, and I'll just read this last part of it. As the Jedi struggle to curb the carnage of the rampaging Nile, they come face to face with the true fear their enemy plans to unleash across the galaxy. The kind of fear that even the Force cannot shield them from. I'm going to assume they're talking about the Dringer there. Yeah, I'd imagine so. And so yeah. um, but the only thing that's interesting is is it kind of makes it sound like the the Nile have activated that some way. So I'm not yeah, really sure know. because we in the comic it says they're going to team up against the Nile. Right, so right. we'll just have to see where that goes. But um, moving on from that, we have Race to Crash Point Tower, which is going to be the next middle grade novel. I'm not going to jump into a whole lot there, but again, they will be dealing um, with events that are happening during um, the Republic Fair. Uh, we have Star Wars, the Republic Adventures comic. Um, again, during the Republic Fair, Out of the Shadows is going to be the next YA novel. Um, and it's basically a sequel to End of the Dark. It's going to have... Um, so this one's interesting because it's going to have Vernestra Rowe and, and Emery... Cantaros, mm-hmm. they were the characters from the last middle grade novel, so they're going to okay. be in this. Okay. But also, we're getting Comac and Wreath again, and they were the ones that it was about about Into the Dark was about. Yeah. So we're kind of getting a combination right. of, yeah. of these characters now from two different books are now coming together right. in this book. So that's cool connections there. To right. See and that so happen. there's so and that's what I'm gonna say. There's so many characters. It's right. gonna be so difficult yeah. for them to really get this like connective universe, so to speak, between all these different characters. Uh, at least initially. And of course, as they do more of these type of crossover, so to speak, uh, books and comics and things of that nature, it's always going to make it better, make those characters more relevant to one another. Right. Um, which is really nice. Yeah. Now, Out of the Shadows doesn't actually mention anything about the fair, so it may be taking place somewhere else completely. Um, again, we're not real sure, like, as far as chronologically, how these books lay out just yet. But we'll probably figure that out as we get closer to release. Yeah. Um, and then we have Tempest Runner, which we just talked about not that long ago. That's going to actually be uh, an audio 
no- novel, and it's going to focus on um, Lorna D, who is one of the most trusted allies of Marky and Roe. So we're going to be looking kind of from the villain's perspectives um, in that novel. So that should be interesting. Um, then we have the the anime or manga. I guess you mm. it's our manga. Manga. It's manga, right? Manga. Uh, it's one. Of, it's uh, yeah, it's I tomato, tomato. People say it's yeah. tomato tomato. Um, which it's called the Edge of Balance, and so that's going to be um, coming out as well. And then we have a, another storybook, so that's kind of like just like the children's book, and that's going to be called Showdown at the Fair. Which, if it's anything like the last one, it's basically a retelling of the events of the adult novel, like a a portion of the adult novel in kid form. Mm-hmm. So. All that being said, that's 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 all of it. But I yeah. wanted to make sure we mentioned all of those, yeah. Um, so you guys wouldn't kind of get an idea, not only of of what's coming, but also what you may be most interested in. Um, if you want more detail, you can go to StarWars.com. It's up there. Um, all you can see everything there and and the synapses and everything. Yeah. So I mean, it's 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 interesting, you know. Um, Obviously, this first wave is really just setting the foundation. You know, it's it's introducing all the characters and their different mediums. Uh, it's it's setting up some of the villains. It's setting up some of the the plot there. And and now, you know, I can tell that wave two is starting to try to stitch it all together. Maybe it's just the first part of it. Obviously, the first wave that's starting to do that, of course. And um, you know, there's again, we don't know how many are coming, but it is interesting that they're trying to finally start getting some of this together. We have the foundation started, and now we can start moving forward a little bit. Um, and like you said, and we, I think we've talked about this before, but you know, this is completely, to some degree, uncharted territory, right? So, I mean, we don't know how many waves there's going to be, right? We don't right. know if it's going to be three waves or if there's going to be ten waves until phase two. So, it is going to be interesting to see how this progresses. And uh, I think what's going to be really important for High Republic is to really establish the plot line heavier, heavierly. <laughs> I don't know why he's it. Anyway, heavier, uh, you know, more important in this next wave because now we have some grasp of the of the universe and the characters and things of that nature. But now it's going to be important to like, okay, what? Now that we know the characters and stuff, what's the point? What are they fighting for? Obviously, we have the drinker and all this stuff like that. But but what's the point? You know, what's the what's the ultimate? What what are, you know? Are they going to take over the universe or the galaxy? You know, uh, is it going to completely choke out all the force? You know. What is the driving point? And I think this next wave is going to be really important for them to establish that. Absolutely, yeah, because the the first wave was our introduction. The second wave really has to to get a grip on us, right? Like it's got to if we if they right. want to keep people, this next wave has to catch your interest um, very deeply and say, hey, this is a story that you're going to want to see through to the end. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll just be transparent, right? Like, I think this is really cool, but it's been very hard for me as a not who's someone who's not a big, strong reader, right? Um, mm-hmm. Who just, well, I mean, I, mean, <laughs> I keep always say that. I promise I can read. I promise I have, like, I'm higher than a third grade reading level. They, they understand. Yeah, they understand yeah, that. I'm saying I just don't like reading. So, my point is, is that, uh, you know, as someone who doesn't like that, I know there's a lot of other people who are like that, right? Oh, yeah. And so this hasn't got me to the point where I'm just like foaming at the mouth. Yes, I have to get the next book. Yes, I have to do this thing. So again, like you said, they're going to have to really start tying some things in to make people want to go against their natural selves and not read. And, you know what I'm saying? It's going to be very important for them, for sure, moving yeah. forward. So Yeah, so, you know... Uh... We'll we'll just have to see what happens. Uh, most of these, a lot of this wave will come out um, towards the summer time. Uh, some of it won't come out till fall. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, we're gonna get. I mean, for me, the 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 big one is the next adult novel. I think that's where we're getting the yeah. main events for sure. Yeah, um, and kind of like the the main story that is where that is being told. And the rest are kind of like supplements to mm-hmm. that. Um, and so I think that's where we really will have to look to to see um, where we're headed with this. Yeah. Um, because like I've said, the, the Nile are interesting. Um, the Drenger are kind of weird. But neither of them right now, I, I don't feel like the Nile is, is a big enough threat for the Jedi. Right. And the Drenger just didn't really like... 
You know, they're, they're both right villains, way, so. but they're not provocative enough to invoke us to have some sort of emotional reaction, right? Yeah, so what, what are they going to do to to really impact us emotionally and, and get us invested in these characters right. and in the events that are going to happen in this next novel? You know, it's like in a superhero movie, right? Like, the henchman can come beat me up, mm-hmm. but it's the villain that goes and steals my family and holds them hostage. Like, what's the emotional attachment that, that's going to drive this story? And I think, again, this next wave, and particularly, as you said, this next adult novel is really yeah. going to have to hit that home. Right. So, and and just to make it clear, I do, I do love Light of the Jedi. I mean, I yeah, I have yeah. said it's one of my favorite Star Wars books, um, in the new canon. But, and I'm and I am in I'm invested enough to see where it goes from here. But what I'm saying is, yeah, it was a great in- introduction, but we still don't really understand the the main plot of this series. Right. And so um, they just need to continue to keep me interested. Yeah. And so yeah. it's it's got it's 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 got um, a lot to live up to. Yeah. So, absolutely. We'll so only time will tell on that. So let's get into now our next news piece, and that is some new uh, Star Wars Bad Batch posters have been. I think actually it's just been one. My apologies, but a new <laughs> Bad Batch poster has been revealed, and that was actually we posted that on our Instagram. Yeah, Instagram. Instagram. Okay, yeah, have to, we'll have to get it on our, our Facebook. We had some technical issues with that, but it's actually pretty cool. Um, like I said, we're getting more and more excited for the Bad Batch, and now we got this new poster. If you're looking at it on our one of our pages, of course, we have the whole team there. Um, we have Echo with his uh, flathead screwdriver saluting. Uh, <laughs> we got an Imperial shuttle, and we got some forest explosions in the bottom left, and uh, looks like a I can't even tell. I think it might be a star cruiser that's crashed on the right uh you know a uh, republic star cruiser anyway so overall it's really nice looking poster and it's really cool and i mean obviously it's not really giving anything uh away in the story right yeah it doesn't really tell us a whole lot um you know we do see again uh, omega is also yep. in this and, and yep. you can tell that she is definitely going to play an important role in this series uh, we don't know exactly yeah, what that absolutely. is yet, but you can tell they're definitely um, going to be showing a lot of her. Yeah, absolutely. So, again, there's not a whole lot to say to that. I just do think that, it's, it, you know, we're getting more excited. We're getting closer to it. And we, Drew and I were talking about this before the podcast, but like, we're saying, like, I, uh, of course. Yeah, <laughs> Pardon the interruption there. The barking. evil monsters. Anyway, uh, you know. We were talking about man, it's 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 exciting to finally have something coming up that we we can look forward to every single Friday or you know yeah. every weekend now that we have something going on where we can just watch it together, but also have something to talk about uh, every week too on the podcast because I know sometimes during this dead times it can be a little difficult to find stuff to talk about, but right. we're excited and, about that. Well, and and also on the poster, um, you know, we have we have Palpatine there, kind of right. looming overhead and uh, very menacing and. Um, and I, I'm curious if if they'll have Ian McDermott back mm. for Palpatine or if it'll be Sam Witwer. Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, uh, obviously Ian McDermott is is uh, you know he he's Palpatine, but but Sam Witwer he he is a very good yeah. I'm uh, just Palpatine curious who it'll end so. up being, but yeah, uh, yeah, good things there. Uh, yeah, like like you said, I'm very excited about having some th- content weekly content again, and if the rumors are correct. And we truly are getting like like twenty we'll have it for a potentially while. like twenty episodes, you know. Like we're gonna be able to have um, that weekly content for a while, and that's gonna be pretty awesome. Yeah, so. definitely, definitely. So yeah, moving on to our final news story: um, a special retail edition of Vader Immortal is coming this Ooh. spring. So um, as many of you probably know, if you listen to us, because we've talked about this before, but Vader Immortal was a VR series mm-hmm. that first came out on the oculus quest and has since came out on a couple different things including playstation vr um what this is talking about is a physical um retail edition mm-hmm. of vera mortal for the playstation yeah so you'll be able to go into a store and buy this um, for the first time and that will um feature an exclusive digital art book postcards and more why you'd really want postcards? I don't know, but maybe that's maybe you're I don't know. Uh, into I that don't. thing. That's an interesting choice. Yeah, um, <laughs> kind of a you, niche thing. Maybe you just you know. like really want to send 
<laughs> postcard to somebody. Your Aunt I don't Jenny know. over in Costa Rica, you know, they're a nice Darth Vader <laughs> postcard, I guess. I don't know. But anyways, that will have um, all three episodes in it. Um, if you have not played it yet, I, I highly encourage you to do so. If you have access to VR, um, it's one of the coolest VR experiences I've had. And um, and one of these days we're gonna make video Braxton doing it maybe. <laughs> I still haven't but, played it and I could have, but I've been holding off. So we're gonna, you know, we'll yeah. do it for the podcast or well, yeah. I guess not. You know what I'm saying for the the Facebook or whatever. We're but, gonna do it. Shh. We are gonna do it. But um, holding off for you guys. Then yeah, we're gonna wait. <laughs> we're gonna hold off on that. But um, if you haven't, check it out. Um, it's a very good game. So yep. Yep. let's move yep. into our rumors. Um, and our first rumor here is, uh, so maybe some of you have heard about, we actually hadn't talked about this. We had so many news stories last episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, this is one of them I had to cut. But um, uh, let me talk about that a little bit so you understand where we're headed with this. Um, for the 50th anniversary of Lucasfilm, I believe is what it is. Or, <clears throat> yeah. Um, no? Oh, I, I, oh, yeah, you, I oh, oh yeah. I thought you said no. Um, they're doing some Star Wars legend stories. Or they're bringing them back into um, trade paperbacks, which are, if you don't know what that is, they're bigger than than those little paperbacks that they do a lot of times, mm-hmm. which I can't remember what those are called all of a sudden. But anyways, you got, most of you know what I'm talking about. Dime store novels. Um, yeah. <laughs> so anyways, these are going to be bigger, a little more meaty. Um, and what they have done is they have they are doing Thrawn, uh, so heir to the Empire, and they're doing um, uh, Darth Bane: Path of Destruction, and um, they're doing Shatterpoint, which was a uh, story focused on Mace Windu. So, um, I uh, first, I want to what I want to say about this is this doesn't mean they're canon or anything. This is just reprints, right, right. Um, and and let's be clear. They they reprint this stuff a lot actually. Like there's a lot of reprinted legends novels that you right. can go buy, and they they have they have that legends um, thing on them so people understand they're not canon novels anymore. Right. So this isn't really a huge deal. Right. They're not like just all of a sudden. Oh, let's start reprinting these right, novels. Right. For they've some already reason. been. Doing yeah. They've that. already been doing it. Yeah. Um. But there is they are treating these a little more special. And what I do want to say about that is I do think. I do think we can potentially look at these and maybe see some where Star Wars is headed. For yeah. example, yeah. Heir to the Empire is one of them. <clears throat> do I think that's coincidence? No, I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's coincidence. Yeah. I think yeah. I think they know we're headed to Thrawn. We're we're doing more with Thrawn, so it makes sense to have that be one of one of those. Um, so let's just have some fun with this and speculate on what it means for the rest of these novels. Uh, yeah. Again, we're getting yeah. Darth Bane. Mm-hmm. So maybe potentially we're going to get something Bane in the future. Uh, maybe they know yeah. that and that's why they chose this novel. It could also just because it be because it's a great novel, which yeah. it is. Yeah. It's a it's a fantastic yeah. series. The Darth Bane series is fantastic. And it may that may be why they chose it. But I w- would like to think maybe there is a little bit more reason why they why they chose it. Um, and then the other one is the shatter point. Now that's the one where I'm like, that's an interesting choice. Mm-hmm. Um, not that it's necessarily like a bad novel or anything, but it, to me, I wouldn't say it was like one of the big standouts of star Wars novels. Right. So it's a, it's a, a story focusing on Mace Windu. So Take that as you will. <laughs> right. um, maybe, maybe yeah. he's coming back. Is all I'm saying. We've, yeah, we've heard, we've heard rumors about that for like two years now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, I find that unlikely, but but hey, there has vengeful, to be some reason they chose this novel. It's vengeful Mace Windu and uh, Evil Clone Yoda coming yeah, back. That's right. Mm-hmm. Ray's gonna take them both down. That's right. Yeah, that's exactly what's gonna Ray happen. Ray and Babu Frick. <laughs> Babu that's Frick exactly. is her apprentice. If you didn't know. <laughs> he, he's so sensitive in the forest, honestly. So, if you couldn't tell that by the movies, here you're just uh, there's no help for you. So, <laughs> if you could not tell how how much midichlorians that Babu Frick Surge has, that, that if you could not tell beam. that, you must like the Last Jedi. <laughs> you must be sitting at home watching the Last Jedi right now, every single day. <laughs> 
<laughs> we just lost like half our listeners. No, no, we, we've had this conversation many times. We're of course we're kidding. We, you know, we we are personally not huge fans of it, but if you like the movie, then more power to you. So, I guess, I guess, whatever. <laughs> uh, but anyways, moving on to what we're actually talking about for this rumor um, is the rumor is is there they they know the next books that are being released, and that yeah. is Darth Plagueis. And X-Wing Rogue Squadron. Yeah. So, I love the Darth Plagueis book. I think that makes a lot of sense. And also, the X-Wing Rogue Squadron series is uh, very, very popular. Right. Now, let's think about this, though. We do know there's a movie coming out mm-hmm. called mm-hmm. Rogue Squadron. Yep. Yeah, so that could easily tie into it, you know... Um, obviously this is kind of extrapolating a little further, but of course then we also have the Rangers of the New Republic, which that could mm-hmm. somehow maybe, I know it's further in the future, but tie into it to some degree if they yeah, wanted to. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, it could and, be for a reason, basically. Yeah. And and then if you look at Plagueis, well, we know that we're getting the Acolyte. That's what I was going to say, yeah. Which is a, a um, the, the 50 years before The Phantom Menace, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I think so. Somewhere there in there, yeah. So, I mean, well, I mean, well, we we talked about this. Uh, I think a couple of times, pretty in depth. But you know, what does it mean to be an acolyte? It means to be like a faithful servant of mm-hmm. someone. It's happening at the end of the uh, High Republic, which it's been stated that was fifty years before the uh, you know Phantom Menace. So, who was very prominent? Who had who had a follower? Who had an acolyte fifty years before Phantom Menace? That would easily be Darth Plagueis. So easily. Um, and we know, I mean, he's still canon and everything, so... Yeah, you know. so, it to me, these books could be telling us a little more, right. but we could also be looking into it a little too much. Well, and here's, and here's what I was going to say. Here's the problem with that line of thinking now that I'm sitting here talking about it, is that, okay, we're getting these shows, and they're, you know, let's just say theoretically they are tied to these shows. Mm-hmm. Well, that would kind of destabilize it if they ever try to deviate whatsoever, because they're releasing all these legend books that have a very specific set storyline. And now they're going to try to come out with these shows. Well, if it, again, if it doesn't just follow the book directly, then it's going to be an issue. So that would mean to me either, again, they're creating these shows or movies and stuff like that. And they're going to be just right off the books or B it is just a coincidence because I don't know. They want, I don't know if they want to do that to themselves. You see what I'm saying? No, I know exactly what you're saying. And that is the question. And it's kind of been a, uh, a reoccurring question with, with Disney right now is, are they w- ever willing to faithfully adapt anything from legends? Right. And are they afraid to touch and change legend stories? Like adapt a legend story, but change it to the way they want it. Right, exactly. And we we've seen a lot of characters come back from legends. Um, well, well, Thrawn being one of those that they yeah. Thrawn now yeah. has a completely um, different mm-hmm. story than what he did in Heir to the Empire. He yeah. he he now appears way earlier in the time period, um, but. At the same time, they can kind of still tell the heir to the Empire story if they want to, even though he now has prior history. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I think is interesting is so and only time's gonna tell with this, but like, will they adapt heir to the Empire? Mm-hmm. Of course, there's going to be some differences, but how closely will they follow what right. was the, what came before? Yeah, because I mean the story is following along fairly closely. I mean it's loose, but you know what I'm saying uh, there, there there is a uh, some a lot of the same elements. Um, I'll get, of course, it's taking a different direction on how he becomes the heir of the empire and stuff like that. But you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, they can still tell that story. It's just going to have some changes. But right. So I don't, I don't know where Disney's head is at with those things. But um, one of our next rumors actually is going to kind of tie in with this. And and so actually, if you want to jump down to the last one, go ahead and read that one. Sure. Yeah. So uh, it says that Star Wars detours may finally see the light of day on Disney Plus. Of course, Disney or Star Wars detours being it was like an unaired little cartoon. It was supposed to be kind of a comedy, a little parody on Star Wars and the events of Star Wars and stuff. And but uh, they, I think they ended up making like either like 
two complete seasons or at least one complete season, but it never aired. So it's very possible, according to this rumor, that it could be coming to Disney+. Plus. Yeah, so there was like 52 episodes, and yeah. this was this <laughs> yeah. was like done by Seth Green, mm-hmm. um, and and George Lucas actually was like a part of it. So this yeah. is so they they were gonna air this. I think it was gonna be on Cartoon Network. I think so. Yeah, and um, and it was gonna be just yeah, like just some fun light comedy. Um, based on the Star Wars characters and events in Star Wars. And so um, this rumor from the Vulcan reporter is stating that Disney Plus, um, or Lucasfilm and Disney have decided that Disney Plus is an ideal place to drop um, this series because, you know, it is completed. And there is a rumor that they've even um, finished some more episodes um, (laughs) to completely finalize the series. And that it could be dropping on Star Wars Day. Yeah, and I mean, again, it uh, you know, obviously they're trying to, you know, they might want to curate it to some degree, like their content. But I mean, at the end of the day, and we talked about, I think we talked about this even last episode, uh, is that Disney wants to put as, or get as much content out there as possible, right? Specifically for Disney Plus, because again, when certain shows go off and no one's no longer interested because they were just in it for that one show, they you know their subscriber ship starts dropping like flies, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I would it would not surprise me to know that oh, there's a show that's out there that's fun, kid friendly, and has 52 episodes just ready to go. Okay, let's do it. You know. Now I have to admit. Star Wars Detours looks absolutely stupid. <laughs> it is absolutely ridiculous, but it is it is that it's you know obviously it's satirical. It's it's funny. Mm. It's supposed to be that way, obviously. But you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, again, it just fits right into along that category of just it's kids. It's funny. It's goofy. And uh, and if stuff's already ready to go, I wouldn't be surprised if they would they would pull that in. Yeah, and so it it, it just continues that question of where's Disney at with the Legends content and. Right. And it seems like in this past uh, year, they're, they're starting to embrace the idea of Legends content alongside their current canon and kind of like, hey, you get the best of both worlds. Here's all this Legends content now. Hmm. We're going to support your love of that, but also we're going to continue on our path. Right. And, yeah. um, and, and I think that's fine. It's just interesting because back in 2014, um, when, when this stuff really started kicking off, with Disney, um, they were very much like, don't even look at Legends. Don't even think about (laughs) it. Only look at our stuff. And now they've come to this more embracing um, the Legends content. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's a win-win, really. Um, And I hope, honestly, I hope Detours does come. It it was completed. Why not release it? I mean, might as well. I mean, yeah. yeah, uh, Why not? It's sitting there, done. Like, just put it on there. If nobody wants to watch it, then they won't watch it. Yeah. But if they do, and, then just yeah. give them the and, opportunity. Hey, to, you, know? you know, something to laugh at, silly Star Wars. I'm, I'm game. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll watch it. I'll sit there and watch it. Yeah, I mean, what, am I going to be like super stoked? Probably not. But that's okay. <laughs> no, I'm not. Um, I'm not seething at the mouth to, to, to uh, yeah, you know, the animation watch. is, is, is um, cringeworthy. <laughs> it's really bad. But, it's really bad. But, but you know, hey, whatever. You know, Seth Green usually has some funny stuff. I'm sure they'll. I'm sure it'll give me some laughs. I mean, Seth, yeah, Seth Green's hilarious. Yeah. So. So anyways, uh, be on the lookout for that. That might end up being one of those surprise announcements, but we'll see. Um, it, only time will tell with that. We say that a lot lately. Only time will tell because uh, yeah. there's a lot of, a lot of rumors, a lot of waiting, it a lot of speculation, true. not a whole lot of, of anything in our grasp. As, as with Star Wars, <laughs> you'll hear, hear rumors for eight months and then you'll get tons of stuff in two months. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. usually how it works. Instead of having uh, consistent yeah. releases, but now, hey, Sam. you know, I think they're working on changing that. I think, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think in the next few years, we're going to start seeing um, steady Star Wars content in a way we've never had it before, and so that is exciting. That is very exciting. Um, so our last rumor, and this is a uh, interesting, and you could you could technically call this news, but I'm going to put it in the rumor category. Yeah. Um, but Disney Parks chairman has teased a realistic retractable lightsaber yeah so josh diamaro he has said um that he has a realistic working retractable lightsaber prototype that may be coming soon to walt disney world disneyland and more Hmm. um 
he he this is this is what they said he did at a um it was a virtual presentation he he lifted up the lightsaber turned it on and said it's real before the video ended um you know we know that back in 2018 uh, disney had filed a patent for a quote sword device with a retractable and internally illuminated blade um, basically you can even, I think if I'm not mistaken, you can actually look that patent up in their drawings. Um, and essentially that the, the, the saber hilt has like a, basically a motorized track system and that the blade can come in and out and that the lights actually, uh, are attached to the top of the blade, but they coil up as it goes down. And it's actually a really interesting device. Um, a lot of people were saying that it's going to look a lot more, realistic and a lot less realistic at the same time because the hilt's going to be really big and clunky to try to fit all that in there but yet the movement as it comes in and out is going to be really pretty nice so yeah. um so that we know for a fact that they did file a patent for that in 2018 but now that he's saying that uh it's very interesting that yeah. uh you know it very well could be coming to fruition yeah um i mean hey if they can if they can figure out a way to get a lightsaber as realistically close as possible it's yeah. going to sell like, yeah. I mean, like crazy. Oh and, yeah, and they'll make all kinds of money from I'll buy it. One. So, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you know me. Come on. <laughs> yeah. So of course that's something that I guarantee you. They've they constantly have somebody working on like, let's figure out how to get a lightsaber. <laughs> you know, like right. not one that's actually going to chop anyone's arm off, but let's ma- get yeah. something that makes it look like a real. I mean, lightsaber. I'll take the chopping. Well, I mean, too, but, I mean, yeah. I'm sure somebody's working on that too, but but that's probably like the government. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Government's working on on a li- chopping arm lightsaber. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, if they ever if they ever get out there, just let me know. You know. <laughs> but uh, anyways, oh that is all of our oh rumors. Let's jump into releases and our releases for this week. Uh, we do have um, a couple of comics, and that would be the next issue of Star Wars Adventures. I believe that's issue number five. And our next issue of Dr. Aphra. Um, Dr. Aphra is still dealing with some of the events of the High Republic, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, dealing with some of the Nile. Uh, they're, they're actually searching for the Nile hyperdrive. Um, it, it's her and, and Sana Staros, and we know that that the Staros family is um, actually in the High Republic, so that could end up yeah. having some kind of connection there as well. So, um, yeah, so that is coming out on Wednesday as usual, the usual comic day, and not just yet, but... April 27th, I just want to go ahead and give a shout out for this. That is when we'll be getting the next Thrawn Ascendancy book, Mm -hmm. um, Greater Good. So that we're only like, you know, what, like two weeks away? Yeah, something something like that. A week and a half, maybe. (laughs) A little less than two weeks away. So yeah, uh, be on the lookout for that. I will, of course, be reading that and I will update you guys on what I think once we once we get there. So very nice. Yeah. Okay, so we're getting to kind of one of our final things for this week's episode, and that is, of course, one of our favorite parts, and that is our Q&A. Of course, we come to you all each and every week on Facebook and Instagram, asking you all to ask us questions, bring up topics, whatever you all want to talk about. And uh, a lot of you came in clutch and gave us several questions, so we have some in the Thank queue. Thank you, guys. So we Appreciate always that. love that. Thank yes, you so much. Yes, we love having them in the queue. Makes um, me feel good. It makes me feel secure. <laughs> makes me feel so warm. Makes me feel like people care about us. <laughs> yeah. And if it, even if it's just one person, because Brandon, <laughs> Brandon had like four questions. So. Oh, well, that's okay. It's like you know when, Brandon it's, loves when it. it's empty, I'm like, oh, no one loves me. <laughs> you know, no, no one listens no to me No one listens anymore. to me. <laughs> All right. So our first question comes from Alex Mason's coworker. <laughs> Todd McCann. And normally, Todd, I would apologize for messing up your last name, but because of this question, I'm not apologizing. Because this is just rude. Todd McCann's question is, what is your favorite version of the Enterprise? Hey, listen here, buddy. <laughs> Come on, Todd. Todd, I want you to I want you to pick up your cup, pick up your backpack, <laughs> stuff it down your... Um, what? Where are you going with this? <laughs> Where are you going with this? <laughs> But anyway, why? Well, I, I <laughs> why is committing verbal assault? Um, no, I meant I didn't mean to say backpack. I meant to, I meant to say shoes and stuff it down your backpack. I don't, 
<laughs> okay. Anyway. Take your cup, take your shoes, stuff it down your backpack, and get out of here. That's what I was going to try Hit the road, Jack. Hit the road. Yeah, in the words of Brandon Dukes, this your, is fighting words. We don't want your trekky nonsense <laughs> up in our up in our club. Yeah, which, I mean, like, honestly, I have not watched enough Star Trek to even tell you what my favorite version of the Enterprise is. Now, I'll tell you, uh, I, think, I think the best thing I ever saw of Star Trek, which was not very good for me personally, was Star Trek Next Generation, I believe it was. But anyway, I'm, so I don't know. I literally the couldn't next, answer that my, question. My favorite part of Star Trek is the the battle with the guy and the lizard yes, that throws yes. the big rock. <laughs> the most realistic the, fight the scene The Gorn, ever. I think, is what they're called. Um, that, <laughs> yeah. that is... Um, uh, that's that's yeah. professional quality. Right I did there. enjoy that. That was pretty good. That's cinematic so I guess, masterpiece. I guess whatever Enterprise that they had in whatever that inter- one, yeah. that whatever was Enterprise the they had there, that, that's my answer. Because whatever quality they put into the fight scene, I guarantee it. Let's be honest. If if this Todd guy is asking these questions, he's not actually listening to our podcast. <laughs> no, he only not, he not. only put a comment in there just because. Yeah, I don't think he actually he, now unless he probably like, doesn't listen to us. Alex like forces him to listen or something. Now, if he does know. listen to us, then we apologize. <laughs> Please give us your money. <laughs> <laughs> Support us. Hey, hey, at the end of the day, you can just give it to me because no. I didn't commit verbal assault on you. But I uh, will. It sounded worse than I meant for it. <laughs> I know. Okay, come on. Where are you going with this right now? <laughs> <It's> so, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Anyway. I'm sorry, Todd. children. Children, if you're listening. <laughs> cover your uh, all the kids that are listening right now. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Um, be nice to everyone. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, Todd, we appreciate the question, although it was a little egregious. Um, we do hope that you continue to listen to us, and hopefully, maybe someday you'll be converted to the light side and come to Star Wars instead. Yes. All right. So, our second question comes from Brandon Dukes, the man with the plan, the Dukes. who uh, who gave us a bunch of questions this week. So, we're always thankful for that. Um, he says, besides what we see in Clone Wars and Jedi Fallen Order, what is there to know about the Night Sisters and Dothamir? So, I will say right off the bat. Um, basically, you know, I guess I'm guessing I'm kind of giving the long and short of this answer right off the bat, um, here, but with both of those things with Dothamir and the night sisters, we see the majority, like, I mean, probably 90 plus percent of them in, like you said, the clone wars and in, uh, Jedi fallen order. So specifically with uh, the Night Sisters, we do see them in other things. Um, of course, we have like the Darth Maul comic series. I think it was in the book Darth Plagueis uh, that we referred to earlier. Um, also, was in like the Star Wars Republic: Infinity's End. Um, there's different other different things. I think it was mentioned in the Last Jedi. In fact, um, tons of other stuff that's like legends, like the Dark Saber uh, book, Attack on Endor, Children of the Jedi. So, yeah, I mean, 99% of what you know about the Night Sisters is coming from either Clone Wars or um, um, whatever I just said earlier. <laughs> anyway, Jedi Fallen Order. Jedi Fallen Order, yeah. um, Now, Dothamir, on the other hand, it's it's pretty much the same way. Excuse me. <coughs> anyway, um, it's basically the same way. Like, 99% of what we know comes from those two things. Um, but we do hear about them in Dooku, Jedi Lost. Um, it even comes in uh, Queen's Peril at one point. Uh, and it's just mentioned. It's nothing, like, significant. Um, we see it in, uh, Star Wars Journeys, which that's Legends. Um, I think actually in Star Wars Battlefront 2, I think that was, it was in a DLC. It's either in this area or it's just a part of it. I don't know. So point is, is that unfortunately we don't really get a lot out of it. Of course. So, so Dothamir, um, as, as the planet, um, we know of course it's kind of this warring planet. Um, you know, it's whole, it's home to the Night Brothers and the Night Sisters, um, and you know, it's, it's very harsh. It's very bad. Of course, with the night sisters themselves, they're kind of like this cult who utilizes the force, but more like in this dark magic type of way. Um, of course, uh, I lost my place here, but anyway, so yeah, but basically, you know, they're kind of like witches, essentially they utilize the force in like this kind of like black magic almost type of way. Um, which is interesting because if you, if you remember from, uh, Jedi Fallen Order, he, they refer to it as the balance between the force, which is, or at least that the the girl did. But uh, whether that's true or not, but so anyway, long story short, it's kind of a cop out answer. But 
99% of what you're going to hear about those two subjects is within Clone Wars and within Jedi Fallen Order. So I could beat around the bush longer on that question, but I feel like I'm not really answering anything because it's in other stuff, but it's usually just mentioned casually or just referenced. So, Yeah, the, the only thing I would add is is that historically with the Night Sisters, um, there are there are rumors in in canon that right. Night Sisters were were um, trained in the in the Force by a Jedi that was sent into exile on Dathomir, and that's yeah. kind of what started their their use of of you know whatever that is. It's some the kind magic. of like I think they call it magic, but it's like M I M A G I C K like magic. Yeah, but it's like know. a you know. A, a different way of utilizing the force in a yeah. sense, right? Yeah. So, but it, it's it's rumored that a Jedi actually is kind of what started that. So that's an interesting little tidbit. For it me. is. It is. Um, and then it actually, it's kind of funny because then it gets echoed almost a little bit uh, in Jedi Fallen Order that mm-hmm. then a, a abandoned Jedi or not abandoned necessarily, but an exiled Jedi ends up going to the Night Brothers instead of the Night Sisters, which is kind of funny. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway, so cool, cool question. Like I said, I know it's a bit of a cop out answer. There's really not much else to find outside of those two th- references. So, yeah. so our third and final question comes from David Gilbone, who says, hey, boy. Uh, "With Disney Plus releasing a lot of Legends content, especially the 2D animated Clone Wars, what was your favorite moment from that series?" And oh. he says, "Mine was definitely seeing the Arc Troopers totally kick Zibit." Yeah, I know what mine is. Okay, go ahead. You know I, I, have, I have one idea, too. Um, I'll never forget it. Uh, it was when, when they introduced General Grievous. Oh, yeah. That was Grievous, a fantastic moment. When yeah. General Grievous showed up in that, and you had this group of Jedi fighting him, and he just destroys them. <laughs> oh, I yeah. was yeah. in awe. I'll yeah. never forget. I was <laughs> I was sitting... I was like laying in my grandparents, like they had like an extra bedroom and, yeah. and like where we would stay when we would go over there. And I was laying there on there watching this little TV yeah. and, and watched that. And I was in complete and utter <laughs> awe of that. Yeah. Um, not yeah. only because General Grievous was just so cool, yeah, but like he had all these lightsabers and it was actually, and it was like a darker... He was like hiding in the shadows. There and, was there was know. this dark edge to it, but yeah. also this crazy action that we really hadn't seen a whole lot yeah. of yeah. in Star Wars. Really, not like that. And so um, everything about that, I was in love with. And so that has always stuck with me. And honestly, it made General Grievous such an amazing character to me. Oh yeah, way better. Which, but then, like once you get Grievous, so help me out here, but. That was that was the first. Can you can you look it up and see that that was the very first appearance of General Grievous I we got so. right. It, if nothing else, it was for me. Um, there may have been, but I'm pretty sure that that was I'm our first. Certain. Like before we got Revenge of the Sith, we got General Grievous in this. Yeah, uh, according to this, is 2004 first appearance was Clone Wars Chapter 20, which I. I think they're referring to the original or the actual like canon Clone Wars. So yeah, then it would still be uh, the first one because that came before the actual Clone Wars series. In well, 2004, that has to be talking about the animate the the first animated. Yeah, maybe things. So. I don't. I didn't realize the had- the Clone Wars the the newer Clone Wars didn't come out until after Revenge of the Sith. And Revenge of the Sith came out in 2005. Right. That's what I'm saying. Is like yeah. the point is, is that yes, it right. would have. And so when we fun. got General Grievous, I still like General Grievous, but I was like, oh, this is not really like. It didn't make him as cool as he yeah, was. Yeah, he wasn't as cool as he was in the. He was more clambering series. and mm-hmm. bigger. You know, now now more stout and tougher and stuff. But he wasn't as quick. Now and because in the uh, the first Clone Wars thing, he was like like choo choo choo. You know, he like flying through the shadows. Yeah. And Which going everything crazy, was yeah. was exaggerated, of course. Well, naturally, and, yeah. And the, I mean, the the fights with like Mace Windu and stuff is like insane. The things he's <laughs> right. doing, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was That's a lot of fun. That's the first time that we see how uh, he gets his his rasp, his cough too. I would I would love for um, I would love for the Star Wars Vision series we're getting to be kind of in a similar vein of of that series, like. Mm-hmm. Let us see Jedi doing like crazy stuff, right? Yeah, just for absolutely. the fun of it, just to be a little more exaggerated, and just have some fun. Like I hope that's kind of the direction that Visions goes. Yeah, I I completely agree. Um, for me, uh, going off of mine, I say th- I say that probably one of my favorite 
favorite moments uh, from that series. And of course, <clears throat> I, I definitely reminisce with yours as well. I, that was an awesome, awesome point. For me, though, one of my favorite ones was um, it was the first time we ever got introduced to Dirge, the the bounty hunter. That was a super, super sick character, and uh, kind of a lot like you know, basically what 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 David said, what you said. The whole series was crazy. It was bombastic. You know, it was over the top. But but yeah, we see Dirge end up fighting Obi Wan in a in a platoon of of clone troopers, and he comes in and just absolutely wrecks house. I mean, um, you know, Obi Wan's what I can remember is pretty much holding his own to some degree, but he's getting he's getting roughed up a little bit, you know, with with uh, with Dirge because he's huge. I mean, he's very menacing and stuff. So uh, very cool character. I'm I'm disappointed that we haven't seen more of him uh, yet or recanonized at least. Um, well, he has been recanonized. Oh, has he? Just recently, he's going to be in a comic. Oh, actually, yes. Yeah, I think we, we talked yeah, about that. We talked, we talked about, about that. We talked about. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. Okay, well, fantastic. Um, but yeah, that was a really, really fun. I mean, it was it was over the top. It was a little bombastic, but but yeah, that that was a really fun scene. And kind of like again, just like you said, um, David, you know. Just like he was, uh, just like the, the Ark Troopers were just absolutely wrecking house. Like, Dirge, this whole scene is just crazy, right? Like, Obi-Wan stabs him through with uh, <laughs> with his lightsaber, and he just keeps coming. And, like, uh, you know, Obi- we see Obi-Wan, though, uh, you know, use the Force to block projectiles and stuff. It's really cool. So, again, I think that would have to be probably my favorite scene from the whole, whole thing. So, Drew, do you have anything else to say on that? Uh, not necessarily. I mean, if you guys haven't seen that show, you should go watch it because it's it's yeah, fun. It's very fun, and it's it's not long. Um, you know, like the the entire episodes were like, what? Um, probably ten, ten minutes. Yeah, I don't like know fifteen. Doesn't say yeah, maybe. Yeah, like max. they're not they're not super long. But, like, but they're action packed. I'm watching <laughs> I'm watching the General Grievous scene right now. Oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> As we're talking. Oh yeah, it's, it's crazy. Like, he's it's, nuts. Yeah, he goes just he well, just goes. And he's crazy. using like his 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 forearms or whatever, but his feet as well. And he's like flipping around like a crazy drunk monkey, you know. Like, well, and I like how this YouTuber put it. Whoever posted it. I like how he put it. He said, here's everyone's favorite moment that both cemented General Grievous as a favorite in the Star Wars fan base while simultaneously ruining him because no future film or TV series even attempted to live up to his, <laughs> to his yeah. um, Clone Wars incarnation. That so is very true. It's it's so true. It's like the, it set the bar so high. And and then the movies and, and yeah, even the next Clone Wars series never even came close to no, what he could do. No. In they this, never so. gave him an iteration yeah. like that again. But yeah, pretty cool. So... Super fun, as Drew said. I'd, I'd I'd recommend going watch. Of course, it's not canon anymore. So whatever happens, if it deviates from canon, then it's not canon, right? But it's very fun. And like I said, to remind everybody, a lot of those uh, some of those old uh, legend stuff has been coming back on Disney Plus. So you can watch that. So, but that does come to the conclusion. Come to the end of our episode this week. Uh, you know, again, we always find a way to at least make it an hour uh, each podcast. Yeah. <laughs> We'll always find a way. Yeah, yeah, we'll find a way. We'll find a way. <laughs> anyway, so we want to thank everybody so much for for listening to us every week, single week. Um, you know, again, even during times like this where there's not a ton of content, there's not a ton of stuff. Uh, you know, we're really, really, really thankful uh, that you guys continue listening to us and, and come to us as your uh, Star Wars news source. And we love to be that for you. And but also maybe even provide a little bit of entertainment as well from time to time. So thank you. We look forward to hearing from you. We hope that you reach out to us, whether it be in the comments or via message. We'd love to hear from you. Just say hi. Um, in fact, uh, uh, you know, we had some people um, reach out to us via email. So thejediaeternal at gmail.com. Um, you know, you can e- reach out to us via email. So, uh, you know, do that. But uh, we would encourage you to fo- like and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, all the stuff. We have weekly news and polls, memes, discussions, all that good stuff. Um, and also, you know, we're on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you could follow us on there, leave us a good review if you wouldn't mind. It always helps us. But we thank you guys for listening to us. And we hope that you would join us next week for episode 56. Last but not least, may the Force be with you. And we thank you for joining the Jedi League.